Welcome to Punk Frockers, a community sewing podcast brought to you by Jenny Hassler and Beverly Baptiste. Hey, Jenny, how are you doing today? I am amazing. How are you today? I am really good. It's but it is a pretty rainy day here. It has been here as well. It's I don't know, kind of dreary, a little bit cold. Not good for photographs. So I've got so many makes piling up that I can't get pictures of. Well, how about if you tell us about your makes? Oh my gosh, that's a thing I could totally do. I am um, working on, or have just finished rather, the Meg, which is a dress by five out of four patterns. It is a knit dress with a fully lined bodice and with options for the sleeves. You can go short, elbow, or long. All of them have a flounce on them, a tiny circle skirt at the end of the sleeve. And um, the first one that I made was using some bamboo knit fabric that I got from uh, Julia Allison Cost. Um, Julia does oil paintings and then and then has them photographed and printed on fabric. Beautiful. And they are they are amazing. And so I I got this amazing dress I did that way and I made the flounce at the end of each of the sleeves a um, contrast color. In this case uh, navy with polka dots. That's gorgeous. That's a really beautiful dress. It looks so high end, actually. Really it, nice. it really does. I, I look at it and I think, well, I must have bought this. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but it is it is super cute. And it reminded me, I love this pattern. Why have I not made more of this pattern? So I immediately turned around and made a second one out of a Robert Kaufman um, cotton jersey that is, you know, those little um, starlight mint candies you can get? Yeah. Yeah. Only if they were rainbows and printed all over the fabric. Nice. And so I did that. And that was a gift that was given to me by somebody or other's mom, um, this Robert Kaufman fabric. And uh, I'm really excited by it. That one I did the flounces and the lining and a contrast um, sort of limey green cotton lycra that I got from uh, Mulberry Silks in the Raleigh-Durham area in North Carolina. So it's nice. another small shop that I've I've been fortunate to be able to, to support um, in the past year. And on top of that, um, I made another chive dress out of a beautiful double knit that I have not yet posted, but probably will before this airs, um, that I'm making because my husband and I are going to the beach in the middle of February. And he suggested that I should make some things that would look cute pictured on the beach or the boardwalks. Oh, <laughs> nice. So I'm trying to make some stuff that would be cute when so, I take um, pictures of the beach. What, uh, what, what does the fabric look like for that one? That one is, I've made three other garments out of it in the past. And so people who've been following me for a while will probably recognize oh, yes. the fabric. I because do it's a Hawaiian print floral in greens, pinks, oranges, and corals, but that runs as a side border on this fabric with black and white white palm frond sorts of looks on it. And so, um, so yeah. For the beach, perfect. I thought it would be fabulous for the beach. Um, In addition to that, I have a, a secret skirt project that I'm testing for a designer. 
Um, that's a very full skirt that will look lovely flowing in the breeze at the beach um, while I wear some form of cropped top with it. Nice. So I'm quite excited to do that as well. I've also been doing um, tests of Karamia's new dress, the dragon fruit, um, which I've made out of a Katie Cortman orange and pink double gauze. Now, has that dress As been released? It has not yet. It is ongoing testing. We're on version five to try and wow. work some issues out. And so we're not quite at release yet. Um, but she has permitted us to post like tiny snapshot images to say, look what's coming, but without yeah. giving the whole game away. And I've done that one twice. Um, the second version I made was out of a silk uh, that's white with black elephants on it, Aww. which I love because it feels it feels subversive to me to wear elephants. <laughs> uh -oh. So I do absolutely adore that. Um, outside of that, I've I've made a couple of self drafted skirts with zippers up the front, mm -hmm. which is not understandable because I do hate zippers. On the other hand, I I have hundreds of them. Yeah, hundreds of zippers. Might as well use them. I mean, so it feels like I should use them. And it's because, and this is terrible. It's one of the things I'm trying to get away from. When I need a zipper, I go and look on Amazon and see what they have in a rainbow pack of the type of zipper that I need. <laughs> and then I just buy the rainbow pack of it because if I go to Joanne, which is my only real local option for a zipper, it's going to cost me $5 and I can order 20 of them for $10 or $12 from Amazon. And so that's just what I've taken to doing. So I'd like to give you another suggestion. Um, uh -huh. I purchase zippers when I need them from Etsy. And okay. there are a number of sellers on there that carry the full line of that. Oh, that brand. That's the YKK. Yeah. The YKK ones in all the different things. And I have a bunch of them because I didn't, I didn't realize the difference between the invisible zip and the regulars. Yeah. <laughs> so I've messed that up, but if you're careful, more careful than me, I mean, and, and they're a couple bucks, you know, not very expensive at yeah. all. And, um, and I was able to get them quickly too. So that's the same I'll place where I mind. get my, my machine needles. I'll keep that in mind for sure. Cause I'm, I mean, it'll be a very long time, I think <laughs> before I have to buy any more, but maybe Although, some of our listeners will. Yeah. Well, and although weirdly having hundreds of zippers, I'll still be in a place where I'm like, well, I need a blue 20 inch separating. Yeah. And I go and look and I'm like, I've got 18 inch, 24 inch. I've got separating a knot, but not the right length or maybe not the right blue or whatever. So I do end up in places where I have to buy one anyway, but, yeah. but in any case, so I've been having a lot of fun and I think I've, I've made a lot of things, which I'm really excited by. I am continuing to keep my little spreadsheet up. So I know, for example, that I made a total of 22 items in January. So, I mean, at least I know that, right. So yeah. I'm, I'm gaining some information. The vast majority of those were made from fabrics that were gotten from globally local fabric stores <laughs> instead of big box stores. So yeah. I'm pretty excited about that as well. Nice. That's Feeling good. committed. What have you been working on? Well, I've done a few things. I made um, another toaster sweater from Sohouse 7 um, that's been recently up 
upgraded in sizing. And this one I made in the black French cherry. Now, you know, I did a twirl of this in the Ponty, right? So yeah. I knew I liked it and everything and I did it. And w- what you do when you make it, it has this like funny funnel collar that you, you fold in, but you, you kind of, you stitch the sides and then you fold and then they recommend that you use like something like stitch, Witch or something to hold it down. So I did that, but even though I made a twall of it, this dum-dum stuck the, the stuff down before I sewed it up. So Aww. then I had to have these little seams coming up because it won't come yeah. off. The, the stitch, Witch is really good. It's strong. And so I did, so I put the seams, but I just took, you know, I just surged the seams up the top and then, um, I just, um, hand stitched them down and they don't bother me and it's black. So you don't really notice so much, you know, I was thinking, yeah, if you hand stitch it, you could probably make it okay. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's loose enough at my neck. It doesn't, it doesn't hit me or anything. It doesn't irritate. It's, it's, it's workable, but it was just kind of silly that I made that mistake, but I really like it. And it goes perfectly with the matching that I have in the same fabric, the um, Hudson pants. Well, what's really neat about that is of course, So House 7 is one of our sponsors this month. And oh, that great. means, yeah, that one of our, um, one of our listeners could get fortunate and win and choose to make the newly expanded toaster sweater pattern as well. Mm-hmm. And with your great recommendation of style maker fabrics, they'd have a great globally local source that they could use for picking something up. So that's awesome. I'm glad to hear about it. Yeah. Okay. I also made my very first make for hashtag PF bondage. And what I did, it's, it is, it does qualify for that. Um, it's not going to be as far as I go with this because it wasn't that much pushing me because it is, um, it's a tunic version of the wool fork dress pattern that I made. I had made previously in the black linen and I made this linen from the gray line linen that I got in New York city, which is like one way copper and one way turquoise. Yeah. In the linen. It looks almost shimmery but it's not, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about with that fabric when you have different. Yeah. So, but it's a little shifty, like on the grain, it was a little difficult to work with okay. maybe a little loose. Um, but I was able to make it and I used French seams throughout and that includes the seat sleeve insertion, which took a little thinking for me to get right because, you know, I already have to kind of talk to myself when I put a sleeve in so I don't put it in inside out. And then I have to deliberately do it the wrong way, inside out, both for shirt and like, uh-huh. anyways. And so I got that right. And uh, it came out really nice. And I really recommend this for someone. If, if someone's just learning to do French seams, I recommend this pattern because there's um, they ha- there's seams in the front and back. So there's a couple of straight seams to do this on that make it very easy. And they do the instructions that way so that you kind of, that, that's the way the instructions come for the pattern. So I highly recommend the wool fork dress pattern uh, for that. That is really awesome to hear. I think that's a neat pattern. I love it when something comes natively with the instructions because that definitely helps. But I want to talk about sleeves because I 
totally forgot to share the saga of making my first Meg dress and what happened with the sleeves. Okay. There is nothing complicated about this. It is a lined bodice that you you're going to sew the sleeve in. It's knit, so I'm not I'm not encasing the seam or anything. I'm literally mm-hmm. just sewing the sleeve into the lined bodice. So I'm catching lining, bodice, and sleeve all together. Mm-hmm. And and I'm I'm sitting and I'm actually chatting with Bianca at Thanks I Made Them um, about her recent make of the Vogue one, two, three, four pattern, which is a, um, a pattern that's not designed to fit me, but has a very good likelihood of fitting me based on everything I've, I've dealt with from their previous patterns from this line. So I'm thinking about making it. I'm asking for tips while I'm sewing on my, my Meg dress and I'm putting the sleeve in not terribly hard. I line it up. I put a pin in at the underarm on the sleeve and I've made sure that I've got a um got it I've, I've kind of looked at it yeah it goes around I'm good I very rarely pin the rest of it I just sew so 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 I sew almost all the way around my bottom thread goes out I replace it so now I've got a little like the the back and forth knotting at the underarm the back and forth knotting where I joined in the new thread I come back around seal it off turn it right side out just so I can take a look at how it looks and I'm like that is the that is the weirdest looking sleeve I've ever seen. I keep looking and I'm like, oh, fudge. I, I pinned the underarm seam to the seam at the bus start. Oh, <laughs> that's and I went funny. all the way around. So my, my sleeve cap oh, was on my back. Way back. Oh, that's funny. Way back. So I had to take that all out. Unfortunately, I had not surged it. And I had not used the lightning bolt stitch. I had used a narrow zigzag, which is still a pain in the butt to take out, but not as bad. So I messaged, messaged Bianca and I'm like, oh, you won't believe what I did. It was some. And I'm like, but at least now I know what I'm doing. So I put it all back and I'm like, so I, I lined up my underarm seam mm-hmm. and the underarm on the sleeve, lined them up, put my one pin there, started going around about a third of the way around. I realized I was slowing the sleeve hem to the arm side and had to tear the whole damn thing out again. I was not sewing the sleeve cap in. So at that point I messaged Bianca and said, you know what? The one that, that I want to make that Vogue one, two, three, it looks a little complicated. You have to use blue painter's tape somehow in making it. And I don't know how, but it's listed as a notion. And I thought that's, this is not the moment to learn about that. So I still haven't read the instructions to learn where the painter's tape used, but it is literally listed as a notion. And uh, yeah, I tore out my sleeve again. And then I, I attached the rough before I tried to sew the sleeves in again <laughs> on the theory that <laughs> if I had the rough there, I probably wasn't going to mess it up. It was oh so my bad. Goodness. Oh I my had to goodness. tear out the sleeve twice. And the second time I was so cocky. I'm like, I got this, yo. And I, yeah. oh my gosh, I did not. I did not got this in any way. <laughs> well, I'm glad you figured it out. And you certainly can't tell that you did anything wrong with it. Oh, thank goodness. Because tear this quite a bit, at least on one side. <laughs> um, but yeah, it came out really cute. But it's um, just a, a great reminder that... <clears throat> that even people who've been sewing for 40 years put their sleeves in wrong twice. <laughs> so, 
Okay. Well, I did make one more thing, but I'm going to talk about that a little bit later in the show when we talk about some new patterns. Sounds amazing. Okay. So we wanted to talk about a few things that are going on in the sewing community right now. And one of them is hashtag hashtag BHM pattern designers. And this is an annual event in honor of black pattern designers for black history month. It is organized by so natural Dane. And the challenge is to make a pattern from a black designer. And there's lots of great prizes for this. So details for the event can be found at so natural And I've linked the it in the show notes and at her Instagram account at so natural Dane, S E W natural Dane. Yeah, it's a great one from last year. I remember I reached out to Nandita to ask about because Nandita also um, coordinates with, like, is mm-hmm. is part of the team that's putting us forward um, to ask about patterns in larger sizes. Because last year, when I first looked at the list of designers they'd recommended, there weren't any that came up to my body size. And so I'm delighted to be able to report that they do have, um, they have options there. And if you're struggling with it, I'd reach out to one of the organizers and just ask them to point you in the right direction, something that fits your body properly. Um, In the case of one of the dresses I wanted last year, they um, actually drafted the next size up so that I could purchase the pattern and use it, which was really exciting. Um, it's a, it's a definitely a neat little event. In addition, um, we've got one other, there's uh, hashtag so frugal 22, um, which is uh, previously has been a free dress pattern is what you're looking for. Find a free pattern, make something from your stash and it should be a dress pattern. But this year it's opened up to any old kind of pattern you want to use. Now, of course, for me, that's still going to be a dress pattern. It's a garment pattern. Um, yeah, any, yeah, garment, any pattern. garment pattern now. Yeah. Previously, it's just been a dress pattern, but for me, it would still just be a dress pattern, really. Um, it's organized by Frugalissima and the Yorkshire Sew Girl. And um, yeah, you're just going to find a free pattern and use something from your stash. And there are tons of prizes available just for doing that. So, yeah. So that's um, one that I can. One that I can recommend, um, just to make it quick and easy for folks who uh, especially might have larger body sizes, DIY Daisy does a dress called the Maya, which is a free low-waist dress based on your body measurements. It's not a pattern so much as it is a set of instructions to make a dress, and that dress ends up coming out looking somewhat like the Rosalie and uh, Chris Wood's Parasol and the Fiber Mood Rosalie if they got together and made a dress it would look a lot like this DIY daisy dress. Um, it's super cute. If you search through the hashtag for the DIY daisy Maya, M-A-Y-A dress, you'll find a couple of versions that I've made myself. And it's completely free um, and a great opportunity to put something together for any body size. And those low waist dresses are really good um, for when you, I find most of them, they don't break up the pattern that much. So you can use them on things that are prints a lot. And also if you have some precious fabric, they tend to use a little bit less fabric, but use all of it. So like if you have leftover fabric from what you've bought, it'll be in, you know, solid pieces instead of all squiggly curlies. Yeah, that is nice. And with the DIY Daisy may address, 
Um, you could certainly take a piece of precious fabric and use it for the bodice or use it for the skirt or trim on the skirt or something similar, and then use something less precious elsewhere. So if you just had a little leftover piece sure. or something else, it's a good way to use that up as well. Okay. The next thing I wanted to talk about is that Elizabeth Suzanne has released more patterns. Um, so this is a definitely for me, a hashtag PF my style situation <laughs> because I love Elizabeth Suzanne. So for those that don't know, Elizabeth Suzanne is a slow fashion garment designer and producer. She shut down her shop in the pandemic and made her patterns briefly available in exchange for a donation to Black Lives Matter causes. I believe that was what uh, the causes that were supposed to be donated to. Anyway, she has since reopened her shop and is releasing the patterns a couple at a time. And they, these times they come with instructions. Originally, they they hadn't, the free ones didn't come with instructions. And I had purchased her Clyde work pants a while ago, and I love them. They have this huge pocket on the side, and they're perfect. Her patterns are all perfect for linen. And they're all very just relaxed, and they just... I look at them and I think I should wear that. That looks like something I would wear. So um, all of her patterns are pay what you can. She suggests a price of $15, but you can pay as little as nothing if you can't afford them. And you can, if you can afford more, you can pay $30 to sponsor someone that can't pay. So her patterns are designed for up to 62 inch hips and they're all, they tend to be roomy type patterns. So the new patterns that have come out, the first one that I am so excited about is the Clyde jumpsuit. So I told you I made the Clyde pants and this is a jumpsuit just like that. So it's just like the pants, but there's no waistband and it goes over your shoulders. So it looks so comfortable and I think it might become my home uniform. And I could see this in a heavyweight soft linen. Um, but today I bought some kind of cafe au lait colored uh, canvas from Domesticity. That's a store here in Baltimore. And I think that's going to make fantastic. I think that'd be great. Like you could do, it seems like you could do work in it. Like I probably won't, but you could like do work in it. You know, <laughs> they just look so cool. I don't know. What do you think? Well, Jenny? I, I think that's really neat. Um, I, I can't see myself in many of the patterns because yeah. they're not, they're not PF my style. <laughs> yeah, they're really not. They um, really are my style. And um, yeah, I can see that. That said, um, when I look at the Georgia series, which is a boxy top tunic and dress, uh -huh. I am looking for a cropped boxy top to go with the skirt I mentioned earlier that I'm doing as a, a tester project that I can't talk about yet, because what it really needs to show the skirt off properly is a cropped boxy top. And since I made my skirt out of a linen that I got from fabricstore.com, um, it would seem only thing to make a cropped boxy top out of a, a nice linen as well. Yeah. Another choice for that is from our new Taco Tuesday magazine, right? There's that's that one true. There. Yeah, there's one in there. Absolutely. 
Um, another one that um, has just been released is the Harper tunic. And Jenny knows I just made that because I'm wearing it right now. Um, <laughs> it's basically a, it's a, a very oversized tunic. Mine's in black linen. It looks a little bit like I'm at the hairdresser right now. So just I'm <laughs> sitting down. Um, anyways, it has a big triangular pocket in the front, sort of from the midline to the, to the right side. Um, and it's, it's a nice, it, it's a great pocket. It's a, it's a lovely pocket. Um, and usually tunics don't really have pockets. So that's nice. And I think it's just something I can lounge around the house in and feel so cozy and comfy and it's just perfect for me. That pocket is weird. <laughs> I just popped over. I popped over to look at it because I was just curious. That's just weird. I I don't think it's bad. It's just it it is weird. It's not a normal thing you'd see on it. And I I wonder what you would put in it that wouldn't pull the garment off balance. Well, the because there's not a matching pocket. I put my hand in it. Well. What do you need your hand in one pocket when you don't need the other hand in a pocket? Well, because I might have to sign some papers. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is for keeping one hand theoretically warm while you sign <laughs> papers with the other hand. That's right. Jen. I I love it. You've sold me on it. It's absolutely <laughs> the perfect accent. I think for it's all more of a garments. design feature. I think it's more of a design feature than useful. Um <laughs> It's definitely, this shirt is definitely hippie wear. As soon as Jim saw it, he's like, oh, cool, hippie stuff. You know, like he he liked it and he knows I like that kind of stuff. So um, she also released the Florence pants, which are cropped pants with an elastic waist. Um, for anybody who's interested in Elizabeth Suzanne patterns and wants inspiration or just wants to see if maybe they want some of them, you can follow the hashtag Elizabeth Suzanne, and there's no E at the end of Suzanne. It's uh, with a Z also. So I'll put it in the show notes. And then um, for people who have made patterns from Elizabeth Suzanne, there's a hashtag because Elizabeth Suzanne, um, since she produces things, some of the Elizabeth Suzanne, Suzanne posts are things that people have purchased. Um, but if you're looking for things that people have made, look at hashtag ES made by me. And then also there's hashtag ES made by me. And then with the name of the pattern after an underscore, and then the name of the pattern after it. So if you're interested, I think there's lots of really good things. And now I, I just can see myself making this little capsule wardrobe for myself, making every, I'm definitely making every single one of those patterns. I bought them all. I got them printed out. <laughs> They're here. I'm ready to go. Of course you did. And I think that makes sense. It seems like a really good fit for you. So that's exciting. Yeah. How fun. And I know you wanted to take a look at another um, dress that's just been released. That's a freebie. So it'd be good for Frugalissima's yes. challenge. Um, this one's the dill dress, which is um, a boxy dress with an asymmetrical um kind of like waist seam except that it starts at your waist or low waist actually and angles down towards one thigh and then has a gathered skirt sewn on yeah so it's it's a drop waist with a an asymmetrical gathered skirt yeah um, kind of like a 20s thing it kind of reminds me of a little bit but looser 
Yeah. It looks really interesting to me. It's another one of those where, where if you compare the finish measurements to the suggested hip measurement, you're going to find that there's a lot more eased proportionately at the smaller sizes than there is at the larger sizes. So I do wonder how much like the image on the mannequin, it would look on a plus sized body. I think it would still be loose, mm. but I don't think it would be quite as oversized as it appears to have been designed for smaller bodies. Hmm. Um, but it's definitely an interesting look. It's one where I wonder if I would like it. I bet you it, won't because you don't like drop wasted things. Well, I don't because they usually don't work with my hips, no matter what they advertise mm. them as they, they don't actually work with my hips. And this is, this is one where there's a nine inch there's uh, sorry, eight inches of ease approximately between hip measurement and and what they're describing as finished hip measurement. Um, so there's a possibility it has enough ease. It does look like with the line of the dress, I probably wouldn't have to do a lot of radical resizing of that side seam. I'd mm-hmm. be able to go from the underarm at my at my high bust measurement size, just as a straight line down to um, the edge of that seam. But anyway, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's a neat looking dress. I know I love things like that. I owned one in high school made out of black cheesecloth with a lining and the skirt was unlined. The bodice was lined. It was cheesecloth in black with a lining that was like a batiste. And then the skirt itself was unlined, but they had used the cheesecloth and put it, put like four layers. I mean, so that it was, it was very not full because it's a very thin fabric, but it's Mm -hmm. loose. And anyway, it's interesting. It was my absolute favorite dress. I paid a fortune for it. I babysit so much to be able to buy this dress and I adored it. And it had that exact angled, um, line on it. So I can imagine it in linen as something that might be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I I think I'll like that. Yeah. I think I may make it, but I won't like it. (laughs) Okay. Um, the next section, we're not going to go too much into this. I want to tell people you had posted on Instagram a number of resources for folks that are interested in learning how to do Hong Kong and bias bound seams. And um, I gathered those and a few more together. And those are in the show notes. If you if you go to the show notes, you can get lots of links to these things. And I'm going to add also some YouTube links because I know that a lot of people, like I kind of prefer to learn from uh, pictures that people have on a blog post, but some people prefer to watch people actually do something. Yep. And that be careful. In, yeah. I feel like you're, you're wandering dangerously close to teaching people things. So just, oh, I'm not going to no because stay cautious. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and let the professionals do that. Um, <laughs> oh, what I didn't mention about my Harper, um, Elizabeth Suzanne Harper is that it technically counts as a uh, PF bondage as well. And mm-hmm. now you're going to say, well, that's, that's no good. Cause you do this all the time. The, um, the bias bound neckline, but I used a new technique for it. I used the technique that Sheila taught us. Yeah, I think that's wonderful, but I would note it doesn't have to be a new to you technique. Sheila's going to sail through this baby. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It doesn't have to be a new to me technique. However, we kind of push ourselves to hold a little standard, you know, for ourselves. I mean, you totally do. Um, (laughs) 
So I'm going to make the argument that my Megs should count too. I guess because so. Because they're fully lined. Yeah. It's a fully lined bodice. And I think that should count. But I have bad news. I fixed my serger. You did? What did you have to like do? Like by myself. Did you that put that metal thing like in there? I pushed that metal thing in there. And, and it, it feels like that gives me an out. Yeah, now No, it, it doesn't give you any out. You still have to do it, especially because <laughs> Sheila told us about um, putting the biased stuff on with the serger. That's true. That is true. I did on the Caramia dragon fruit. Um, the side seams on that are French bound by, okay. by design. Okay. So I have in fact, French bound those. And when I, when I get in, I've ordered a bunch of lightweight linens to make more of this dress. Cause I do love it. Um, I am, my plan is it's got a facing that you fold out onto the front to apply a ruffle. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do the ruffle, you fold the facing on into the inside and I'm going to bind the edges of the self-facing. That is mm. one of the things I intend to do because it feels like a low commitment way to make sure that I, I do a thing where the insides are as pretty as the outsides. So yes. I, I do have some plans around it still, but but my my surgery is in fact working. And um, yeah. Have so you it seen goes. it already? I mean, we're, we're recording this on February 3rd and already um, we have some of our listeners, two in particular, who have created these magnificent dresses with all this bias tape. Now, one of them I think was posted at the end of January before the challenge was, was put out, but still Sarah Fornia and somebody or other's mom have both put out these dresses with tons of bias binding yep. in the, Oh, it's beautiful. So you'll, we'll link those in the show notes as well. You have to go check those out. They'll give you great inspiration for what you want to make this month. They will. And I will tell you that you could find no finer cheerleaders than the group of folks who listen to punk frockers. So if you're feeling hesitant, if you've got a garment and you're not quite sure you've started now, you're, you know, feeling a little bit cold feety about it, just post about it, tag us, and we'll share what you've put out there so that other people can pop on and tell you how awesome you are and what a great job you're doing or answer questions you may have. Yeah. So even mine. Yes, even yours. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I won't I ask on Instagram. I'll be like, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> I do try to share even when we post things with our hashtag on it, because mm-hmm. I think it's important that at least one of us participates regularly, even <laughs> if the other of us is often um, not as good about it, <laughs> which is so terrible. Because even me? when I make something, oh, no, no it's you. me. Oh, okay. Even, of course it's me. <laughs> even when I make something that deserves the hashtag half the time I forget it. So I have to oh, go back no, and edit you gotta it Oh no, you got to put it on there because we, I, um, we want people to have some inspiration from it as well. I know, I know. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to do, I'm going to do better. I okay. promise. Okay. I've got a whole pile of stuff just waiting to be done out of rayons and other things that really, really beg for bound edges. <laughs> yes, that's that's a that's a good thing. So I'm also wondering, like, um, I'm gonna make all these things from linen probably and canvas this month because I'm doing all this stuff with the Elizabeth Suzanne patterns. Now, I think 
that some of those would be great to have some kind of interesting seams on. I'm going to make some more of the Clyde pants. I think I'm going to do that trick with the waistband that Sheila told us about. Yeah. I think that would be really nice in my own little secret, right? Like nobody really yeah. sees it, but it'd be nice and smooth and, and look pretty. And I think that'll be really cool. It really is. It's neat where, cause that's the trick that I've used in my noise jeans and I see it every time I put them on, which is admittedly twice a year, but, <laughs> um, but it, but it makes me smile to know it's there. It's absolutely a, a great plan. I'm planning a, another hope jacket with a separating zipper front out of a lightweight black wash denim. And mm -hmm. I'm still trying to figure out what color binding I want, but I'm going to do the bound seams where you, is that the Hong Kong one where you bind? No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Crap. I don't remember. I'm going to bind the, I'm going to bind the fabric before I sew it together. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, you also did bind the bottom of your other one and you didn't tag it PF bondage. You should. I think I made it in January. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, I mean, it doesn't right. matter even for anybody. It. Right? It's true because it helps people have inspiration and other stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'll go tag it. Yeah, I that's a that is an edge I often do. I've made a lot of dresses where I've just bound the bottom hem as well because I think it's a neat look and mm -hmm. it can help the skirt to stand out a little more if it's a fuller skirt if you've used a seam binding on it. You know, I should go back and add the hashtag to that Raya I made, Araya that I made yeah. the the fiber mood Raya because that had they had you bind the seam now not all of them but it had you bind like the at the neckline and and some other seams in there so I should do that. That's a great idea. Well, I'm really excited. This month we're also starting with this week's podcast. We're gonna. Um, be mentioning at the end of each podcast who our sponsors are for the month. And this month we have two of them. We have the amazing Mana and Broad who will be providing a free PDF pattern to one uh, lucky participant in hashtag PF bondage. And as well, we have um, Sohouse 7 who will be providing a free PDF pattern. Now, both of these are pattern companies that are frequently referenced on the show. Um, Beverly and I both, uh, love the aesthetic or love the designers or both, um, mm -hmm. for these, these products and are really excited about it. Now, Beverly, if you were to win a pattern to make from one of those, what would you make? Well, so I love So House 7 and I am wearing right now the So House 7 free range pants. And so I guess I wouldn't get that pattern because I already have it. But if I didn't have it, I would definitely get it. I think it's a fantastic <laughs> pattern. It is the most cool, comfortable. I love the lines on it. I highly recommend the Soho 7 free range pants pattern. That's awesome. I have my eye on the Mana and Broad Torrance box top. I'm interested in a crappie, cropped boxy top. And I've, I've seen a lot of those that look really good. Yeah. Well, one of the things I've liked lately is having the sleeves on it be just a little bit extended and putting in maybe a two inch hem and running one and three quarter inch elastic through that hem mm -hmm. and not having it be tight, just having it barely gather up. Yes. That. And I've really enjoyed that look. It looks so structured and I I'm interested in doing that. I have a few things I think it would be fun to wear with. Is that how it's designed or how people have interpreted or like? It's I mean, an that, interpretation that I've seen on a few. I see. 
not just of that one, but of other boxy type yeah. tops. There are quite a few boxy patterns out there yeah. though. Um, particularly if you, uh, if you're in the, the fat size range that I am, I don't think you could do better than Muna and Broad as a yeah. place to start. Um, so. When you do that, you should actually, you know, describe that on Instagram because I have seen that in another pattern company, but they have very limited sizing and it's a popular pattern and I wanted to make it, but, um, but it's, I mean, pretty limited sizing. So this one I would at least describe because I, I think it's a neat look and I'm working right now on a pattern test. The pattern test request went out publicly, um, for a pattern called the bog dress and one of the options for that is this really wide elastic um, uh, sleeve end on a shorter sleeve. And so nice. I'm, I'm, I'm just really intrigued by the look of that and want to see whether I like it on me or if it's something that I find more um, theoretically interesting. So, yeah. so yeah. we'll find out. I'm excited to do it. Um, yeah. Okay. I think that wraps it up pretty much. That's, I uh, think that's it does. Cool. We've put a nice bow on bondage this week. Um, <laughs> with that, we'll uh, we'll be announcing the launch of our Patreon, which folks should keep in mind. It does look like um, the benefit that the vast majority of our listeners are interested in is that bonus episode available only to Patreon subscribers. And I will see, see you, you next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. Punk Frackers is created, produced, and edited by Beverly Baptiste and Jenny Hassler. On Instagram, you can find the podcast at Punk Frackers. You can find Jenny at J.O. Hassler and Beverly at Weeds to Wildflowers. Our artwork and music is created and performed by Jim Duran. You can find him on Instagram and his website at jimduran.art. 